Welcome back to the It's Just Boar podcast, A League of Our Own. I'm Joanna Reardon. I'm Neve Tallon, and today we are welcoming Heather Cooney of Galway's senior camogie team, who is also the newest Hairsport ambassador. So, welcome to the show. Thanks, Amelia. I'm delighted to be on. Thanks for having me. You are a primary school teacher, so obviously you're a, a role model every day of the week. So, tell us a bit about how important it is to set an example for young people. Um, well, I really feel it's important to set it really young, even in the primary years, because I think if you can get them enjoying a sport in these years, they'll just, well, they have more of a chance of keeping it on anyway. But I find you'll always see you'll have a couple of girls who will just absolutely love it. And it's great to see them then moving on into secondary schools and you can kind of keep an eye on them. And you can see it from a really young age. You can see the those who are going to keep it on because they're just so into it and it's cute really in a way when you see them like I'm teaching third class at the minute I'm nine-year-olds and they are just so enthusiastic about it like we've a, a little GAA superstars thing going on at the minute in school because it's not it's not your regular um school competition that's happening normally you'd be playing on schools and that so we just said we do something in school to get them outside playing rather than well, I suppose for the last couple of weeks they haven't been they haven't been training I know they're back training now this week but it was something to get them outside but they're so enthusiastic about it they're earning points for their team by doing however many jab lifts or however many strikes against the ball and they're just kind of uploading videos on that and it's um they're just so enthusiastic about it and you can really see the ones who are gonna keep that going who kind of grasp a love for it I suppose and I think that's important to get them love and sport and just enjoying it, not kind of, I know there's a competition element to it and that gets some going, but I think the main thing is just to get them enjoying it, get them into their sport, get them loving it from a young age so that they will have some chance of carrying it through when things get a little bit busier as they get a bit older. It must be like really cool, you know, like to have... I know we mentioned obviously you're a role model, like you've won all Ireland's, you're all stars, you know, not to not to hype up your achievements or anything like that, but to to have like a to have to have like a person who is kind of so accessible, you know, like for them. Like do you kind of see that often? Like are they kinda like looking at you being like, Oh my god, like she's an all Ireland winner, or are you just the normal teacher who dishes out homework and they secretly hate you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the normal teacher who dishes out homework and secretly I know. I know it is, it's it's cute. You kinda you do, you see it from time to time. And I suppose around like that, I've been lucky enough to to have won a couple of islands. But when you bring the cup into the school, it's like then they see it and they're kind of thinking, oh, oh yeah, actually. And it's funny, they're coming up with their homework diary, getting you to sign something. And I'm looking at them going, I sign your stuff every day. Well, okay. <laughs> so they do, they, they do still, I suppose you can see them forgetting about it, but then from time to time, it does come to the fore and it's it's quite cute I suppose um but yeah no definitely I'm still just their regular teacher <laughs> going around looking at bits and pieces that have been signed on a certain day and they're they're still proud of it absolutely it's, you, it is quite cute I have to say <laughs> are you more harsh than like if you, if Galway like lose because we had a teacher who was like like Cork underage for a little bit and uh, like he was just training and he was basically just like if you'd, ne- you'd know, like, if they lost because, like, the following day would be, like, a load of science homework for no apparent reason. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, know. They know how to play it. <laughs> no homework though tonight, Miss Cooney. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 
yeah no it's definitely it's it's brilliant like I know from say my experience in school like I never had somebody in primary school like sport in primary school for me honestly would have been um just like PE like we actually didn't have any like organized um after school sports so having somebody in school I think it has such an impact uh, when you can look at like the level obviously that you're playing at and while they might on the day-to-day kind of you know <laughs> maybe not love all the homework and, and that kind of thing you know it's certainly something that they um can aspire to be like and and it is can be such an influence on as you're saying like you were connecting with them when they're in those kind of formative years um yeah. tell us a little bit about like why you're becoming a hair sport ambassador and how you think like having a team of role models can can impact like young people and it's not always just the young girls but also the young boys as well actually um i'm chuffed at being a hearse sport ambassador i really like what you're doing because i love that whole that can see can't be campaign that was put out before i do really believe that it's really important for young people to see people that they can aspire to and to have role models i feel funny calling myself a role model but i suppose in the position you are someone who younger players might look up to. And I do feel it's so important for, well, I'm going to go with girls in particular to begin with, because I hate the fact that there is that drop off of girls at a really important stage of their lives. I just think if you could get younger girls through that, those couple of years and keep them going into the, let's say later teen years into their adult years, um, there's such a benefit from sport and it's going back to that can't see can't be if they haven't players or people that they can look to and kind of use as a I'm not going to say I'm not going to say a goal but kind of just see that someone like they might like aspire to be or something like mm-hmm. that um, I just think it's really important that they see those people because I mean even when, when I was younger I'm trying to think of the, the women that I would have seen in sport you like I remember Sonia Sullivan or, you know, the big ones, but there weren't that many that you would nearly cling to and say, I want to be like that person. Like you'd be playing camogie out in the garden and you'd be, you'd be naming these hurlers that, you know, you're playing and you're whatever age, oh, I'm going to be such and such. It'd be fellas that you'd be naming that. Do you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, I think it's, it's really important that girls have girls that they can aspire to. And absolutely, boys as well, that they can see, well, sport is for girls too. It's not just mm-hmm. for it's not just for boys. It's sport is for those who enjoy sport. <laughs> Do you know, yeah, full yeah, stop. That's it. The next question was actually going to be, what was it like for you growing up, and who who were your role models? So I suppose you've given us a little bit of insight there. So which earlier which earlier did you want to be? I was, I was actually trying to think that the other day. We're joking, talking at home, and oh, who? <laughs> It would have varied. I mean, you generally, like, I was lucky to have a grand big garden in the field at the back. We would be, um, <laughs> I'm not going to say poking the heads of each other, but <laughs> just really, uh, you'd be going at it. But, oh, God, it could be. I actually can't think of any one particular person, but that just goes back to the whole um, having people that you could look to. Do you know, the lads had whoever they were keeping an eye on, but... You, not that you didn't have them, they were there, but you just, they weren't that accessible to us mm-hmm. as a um, younger players. 
Yeah, and they probably weren't as publicized, like, either. Like, you know, we've, like, when we've done research about other teams, like, we've seen that other people, like, I remember there's a girl in Killarney, like, half an hour from my house. She's the golf club captain, and she'd won All-Irelands for Kerry and Limerick. She played hockey internationally. I had no idea who this woman was, you know, until I rocked up to the golf club to meet her for a golf interview, and all of a sudden she was like, yeah, so I did all these cool things when I was younger, and I was like, oh, nobody told me that you know like it's just it's a little bit awkward but um you know like you mentioned obviously your 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 siblings as well and you know how you were growing up and I have four other siblings as well so I understand pucking the heads off each other it's a very (laughs) um like you know everyone obviously was involved in sports so like were you you know like carted along like everyone else just involved you know were you you know is that how you got into sport mainly because of your siblings or had you a love for sport growing up too separately um I think it was a mix of everything really um we were just, that's just kind of what we did. Um, living up or growing up in the country, dad was always really into hurling. Mom was actually from a football country, but she would always have been very fit. Mom would have run marathons when she was younger and was always just really fit and healthy and running the mother's race and sports day. And, you know, you always just, she was encouraging us to be active and you'd very little else to be doing but playing outside um be it hurling or whatever it was um but I enjoyed it I I recall being in primary school and would have been I went to quite a small primary school so there weren't there wouldn't have been that many we'll say in our class I think in my class there were like six so do you know I was in like a multi-grade school but I remember being one of the only girls who wanted to play camogie so I loved it enough to go out and play with the lads even though Mm -hmm. No, there weren't many other girls, three or four other girls would have been inside doing whatever, but I just really enjoyed it. And I suppose I had the confidence maybe playing outside with the lads at home that I was confident enough to go down and play hurling with the lads on the pitch then. Mm-hmm. I was just lucky and just enjoyed being active and managed to keep that going through school. Always played with sports teams in school as well. Played a bit of basketball in secondary school. and But that's just me. I love being active. I was kind of willing to try anything that was thrown my way do you notice a difference in like some of the kids now like today do you think they're like girls are more confident because they they're seeing more women in sport on tv or do you think that maybe they're a little bit bogged down because of like social you know like different kind of um expectations placed on girls as well today um i think you see a mix i think it depends on the on the kid just i got it from a younger perspective just seeing younger girls in school and you will have those who are more confident in themselves and you will have those who are a little bit more I suppose standoffish maybe afraid that there's a certain expectation and if they can't bring that they'll maybe step away so mm-hmm. you do you do still see a variety of um I suppose levels of confidence but it's definitely improving I do feel that girls are more confident that they have girls teams and that there's more going for them and saying that now these days there is far more available I think for kids like when we would have been growing up well I know you went to the local GA pitch and you played um, hurling or camogie or there was an Irish dancing school close to us and that was kind of it. You did what was around, whereas mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Like I know in the area that I'm in anyway, that I teach in, um, 
they have a lot of various different sports going on around. And again, like that, they're lucky that their parents are there available to bring them to those, but they have lots that they can try out. It's not just one particular sport. And if they don't like that sport, well, that's it. You don't play sport. Yeah. It, Kind of there there are loads of opportunities around them for different sports and to try different things which is important too because I mean yeah. not every sport is going to be for everyone and although I'm I always definitely I love my camogie and whatnot and we go out the back and play camogie I still we play other things in PE and I try and introduce other sports and I think it's just important that you get something a sport or some some activity that they enjoy um that's the main thing really Absolutely. I love camogie and they can see my love for camogie and they kind of, they bring themselves to it as well. They all seem to be mad bringing the hurling helmet, but um, it's not just camogie for me. I'm, I'm kind of about getting them into whatever sport, whatever area they love and just getting them enjoying it. Yeah, it's definitely um, interesting like, that you're talking about the, the different accessibilities now because I think depending on the, where, the area that you're in, like it can kind of, bring what activity whether it's sport or music or dancing whatever kind of is around that might be what people get involved in but definitely there's so many different things that you can try and and um, you know not everybody loves running not everybody loves football not everybody you know like swimming like it's about kind of trying and finding the sport that like you might enjoy because there probably is something out there for everybody it's just a matter of like trying your hand at different things to to find that out um, yeah I think it's finding like finding what you like and there's actually a lovely program in the in the primary schools at the minute it's like all, it's about the fundamental movement skills and mm-hmm. I love the idea of it because it's it's kind of building up kids confidence in those fundamental skills that are applicable to so many different sports um so yeah that's one thing that I enjoy in school anyway is this the jumping jack thing my my niece is giving out to me about doing like, just do your damn jumping jacks <laughs> be like, yeah there's jumping for height jumping for distance and all this yeah definitely <laughs> no, she's, she's 11 she's well she's trying to do it now but um I literally had to say to her I was like they're not jumping jacks Kylie I don't know what they're <laughs> Um, tell us a little bit about like you're, you're talking about your mom being involved in in like marathons and that and you know so you obviously had a female role model that you could look up to maybe not in the media but obviously at home so um, I guess tell us a little bit about that and not to put you on the spot because you mightn't have thought about it too much yourself either but it's yeah. something that we've we've noticed uh, yeah no um, I suppose mom in fairness has always just been a really active person and she ran in a couple of marathons before we were born even, but she'd always have been out and about. We live on a farm at home and the woman is a superwoman. She <laughs> was carting us around and in the straps and one of us on her, on her hand walking through the farm every day. But she is, yeah, I suppose she would have been a role model growing up. Um, she would have been out in, the, out in the field with us poking around when we were younger and that. Um, she wouldn't have played Kamogi when she was younger or anything, but she that didn't stop her. Um, <laughs> she's just an active person. And I suppose, yeah, without even realising, she was definitely um, a role model for me and someone who always encouraged us as well. I mean, if there was somewhere where we needed to be for a match or training, there would be no question about it. You'd be into the car and if the rest of us needed to be brought as well, we're all in the car as well and we're heading off. It was There was never a question about not being able to go somewhere or not being able to go to something because she had something else. We were number one in whatever we needed to do. And I suppose she would have always encouraged activity and physical activity and sports. So, yeah. 
This is this is going to be a hard question. <laughs> so obviously you're kind of like talking about like the support that you're getting, like you got at home and that, you know, your like family were supporting like you playing in that. So the impact of the parents, I guess, on the children, obviously like you're dealing with parents all the time from the perspective of being a teacher. So um, how important is it that like the parents understand like the benefits in not not necessarily just sport but even even just like physical activity and like supporting their children and maybe not um you know putting on their experiences onto their child and kind of like looking at the opportunity for young girls in sport because just because like you're saying like your mom maybe didn't play camogie but doesn't mean that she thinks that you're not able to play camogie because you're a girl but like that you can people open their minds to the fact that girls like, can participate in sport and you know look times are changing like there was obviously like you would still get comments about something maybe like you know rugby and on some other sports um like boxing uh sometimes gets a hard time in relation to like oh girls should be playing this but like if they want to play like let them play and they're also like in rugby they're not playing against men's team like they're playing against women's teams so it's all proportional the same with the boxing so um i know it's a difficult question but um like yeah just really how important uh, are the the parents in that situation they are huge. As I said, just from my own experience, my parents, if they weren't as supportive, who's to say, would I have been, well, I wouldn't have been brought training. You're kind of depend on your parents or your caregivers to bring you wherever you need to go. It's not like while you're in the country, you can't just walk to wherever you need to go. So it's it's huge. The parents, um, parents' ideas, as you said, are huge. They need to believe in what is happening as well, because if they don't, if they don't believe in the in how important it is, they're not going to put the time into it because it does take time. I know a lot of them would see the the benefit of activity and physical activity and bringing the kids to wherever they need to go. They'll be on the road for the evening, bringing them to different activities and that. Um, but I can see how if the if the parents didn't believe in the importance of it kids sense that I mean mm-hmm. you're as I said I had mom when I was older and both my parents were into it but if the interest isn't there and kids would pick up on that I think and if they don't see the interest in their parents they're unless they are 110% into something and for some reason have somebody that they have watched and want to aspire to become mm-hmm. maybe they will but it's, it's going to be a hell of a lot more difficult for them. You need someone supporting you. I mean, you're a kid, <laughs> especially in the younger years. They're not going to have those opportunities available unless someone takes them there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's vital, really, that the parents that the parents support them in whatever they want to do, as you said, whatever sport it is. And I suppose helping them find that sport for them, whatever that might be, whatever they do enjoy. Yeah, we've obviously, you know, heard you obviously speak so much about, you know, like how important it is for to get into sport when you're younger, kind of different things like that. And, and briefly, you know, you'd mentioned what you have got from 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 sport. But I was just kind of curious, obviously playing with Galway, looking back at your career, you know, we've obviously interviewed a lot of athletes and they basically said, you know, titles are great. Don't get me wrong, but it's the memories you make with your teammates. So like if you were trying to sell a young girl here into getting involved in a team, what would be your like things that you'd associate like playing for a team with? Is it memories and friendship that you'd focus? oh 110 percent. and i can anytime i'd ever have been chatting to little club teams or whatever it might be for that is always my number one is you cannot 
the memories and the friends and the crack and the laughs that you will have with the team is just there's no there is no comparison like I I found lockdown really hard with training on my own because I miss that team element or element and just the crack that you would have a training so much like don't get me wrong I love physical activity and I would have been out doing something anyway even even if we didn't have a program we had a program our running program and a gym program to follow and I'd have been doing something even if we didn't have that but it's the it's the crack with your friends and it's it's just that camaraderie that comes with the team Mm -hmm. that is huge for me and if I anytime I'd ever be talking to any younger girls I would just I can't stress enough how much you get out of playing as part of a team it's not as you said about the titles absolutely they're great and your goal at the start of every year you know what your goal is but that the memories as you said along the way the crack that you have a training the it's worth anything um the time that you put into it the the sacrifices that you make it is worth all of them 10 times over like I know during the summer sometimes there I'd have I have friends who, who wouldn't play sports and the really close friends who wouldn't are completely supportive but don't could never understand for years how I wasn't coming here or I wasn't going there or couldn't go to the goy races for whatever like they were heading off for the day or you know bits and pieces that come up through the years could not understand but I'm so easily able to look back and say no it was worth every single every single sacrifice and it and it still is I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't if I couldn't weigh up one against the other mm-hmm. so um yeah no just the crack and the camaraderie and friendships I've made such good friendships through through sport girls that I never would have met um very like-minded people who I will yeah. be friends for life with um that I I just wouldn't have met if I didn't say if I didn't play sport, um, we wouldn't have been in the same areas. We wouldn't have crossed paths otherwise. So you just meet very like-minded people. And um, yeah, I can't stress that enough. I'm always massive on the, the social aspect of sport, not just the physical activity and the good in, for your health. Um, but for what, the, about the, what about the kind of life skills and that as well? Because like, obviously, you know, we're, we're talking about kind of the other things that you can get from sport. So the friendships and everything and the experiences and the the memories are great but like there's obviously so much that you can get from sport like the physical mental health benefits um like what else would you kind of rank there as as things that you took away from being involved um I just think you learn a lot from being a part of a team it's um I mean there are things you we're on teams we work as part of teams we I suppose if you can work as part of a team in a sport, you can take elements from that um, throughout. Or even, I think I learned a lot. You just learn a lot about dealing with people, I think. And mm-hmm. I mean, being a team player, you're not just thinking about yourself. You have others to consider. And that's that's applicable throughout life in every um, in every aspect. So yeah, definitely. I just think you learn a lot about life. And not just about being part of a team but I think there's an element of um you need a certain amount of things like determination um just certain skills I'm trying to on the spot now <laughs> trying to think of some but um time management obviously if you if you want yeah. to do your training and your homework and your whatever yeah. else is a huge skill I think 
Absolutely. Organization, like you're heading off and you're trying to plan your week and you need to set aside your time for whatever you are planning for each day in each um throughout your week yeah tell us a little bit about like you've you've been to the top like you have two all irelands with galway uh you've two all-stars so what is that feeling like you know to have you know come from playing in your backyard and to you know obviously getting those wins and getting the recognition um yeah i still actually think it's a bit crazy when you think and you say it like you've two all irelands two all-stars i if you i never would have thought i would have gotten to that when i was out in the garden i it was one of those things I even ever say I want to have an All-Ireland I just wouldn't ever have believed it I know that sounds daft but I remember the first call that I got to come in with the intermediates and I was so chuffed I thought oh my god why are they (laughs) a bit of imposter kind of syndrome did they they definitely ask me to come in and yeah I just remember being really chuffed and just taking it year by year and the years go by really quickly actually in a scary way um but looking back to say that i have what i have already is fantastic um do i want more yes let <laughs> me still in it i suppose but um how does it feel yeah it's great i never would have thought like whatever about winning um winning it as a team i remember in 2013 winning the first one and I will never forget that feeling of just complete and utter elation and being able to say, I remember at that point being able to look back over the years that we put in beforehand going, every single sacrifice and every thing that you had to say no to was completely, completely and utterly worth it. Um, and then mm. after that then to have gotten an all-star, I thought it was a bit mad, but it was <laughs> amazing, brilliant. Um, but if for me, it's always about the the winning at the team with the with the gang. The all star was just kind of a, a cherry on top at the end of the year, going, "Oh gosh, that's a bit mad." But um, yeah, no, for me, it's all about the the All Irelands and just having the crack then, like enjoying the celebrations, I suppose, um, as a team and as a group. Um, for me, they have just been huge. I <laughs> can't. <laughs> you talk about the camaraderie and the laughs and the and the the memories you make. <laughs> we still talk about like even going back to 2013. It's how many years ago at the stage? It's crazy, but the laughs that we had around then, and again to have repeated it at a later stage. I suppose I'm not going to say a little bit more mature. Maybe possibly being a bit more mature mm-hmm. um, in 2019. It was amazing as well. So um, it's just about the memories, really. Um, you kind of You're very just, modest anyways. Yeah, <laughs> you totally are. Like you set out to achieve a goal and to have you work really, you, you put a lot into it. I mean, it's not even just one year, like you, you put years into it and to have it come off and to achieve what you set out to is, there's, there's a great sense of achievement. It's, it's amazing, really. I can't even put it into words, to be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it is. Have you noticed uh, like a difference, you know, from, you know, obviously you said you won in 2013 and 2019 and obviously you were in the All-Ireland final as well last year. Have you noticed a difference in terms of the, like the publicity, you know, that you get, you know, I know, like, was it Sunday on Reeling in the Years? 2012 was the first year Komongi was actually featured on a Reeling in the Years. So, you know, like, have you noticed a, a big difference in terms of publicity and people recognizing you even and, and different things like that? Um, yeah, without a doubt, there's no question about the difference. And even in that 
period of time from when I started playing senior and now, there is a huge difference, even from our 2013 All-Ireland to, okay, the, our line last year was very different. <laughs> it didn't go back. But the 2019 All-Ireland, there was, I would have said, a, a, no, a very much notable difference in mm-hmm. um, in all sorts of things, with, be it the crowd, be it the, the attention even. Um, people talking about it on the lead up to it. I, I, I It's something I did take note of that year, actually, is the amount of people who were really interested um, people that wouldn't have before um, had really bought in. And I think having the extra games on the extra games on television and things like that, it does help like having it on out there in the media, 100% helps, whether it's social media on the the television or whatever it is. um, Yeah. I just had, I noticed far more people really had bought into it were knew the girls knew our team it wasn't just oh you're you're playing the all-ireland it was they knew us they had seen us they had bought into our setup and they wanted to see how we get on they wanted to see us achieve um yeah definitely a noticeable difference the wgpa and gpa have merged obviously that was a, like a highlight or a highlight even kind of thing like for you obviously there's a lot of chatter about you know the actual organizations merging you know we had amy mackin on last week and she was basically saying that in armagh they have pitches they have stuff so like if they were to merge the hope would be not to lose any of those facilities and different things like that what would be the situation kind of be like in galway like what are your kind of overall thoughts um what i see i don't know i think that it could only be a benefit really um now i know it comes down to a lot of it comes down to funding and whatnot but um i don't know i personally feel that it will be of benefit um i think strength in numbers we're all playing whatever it is camogie hurling be it whatever um i would see it as a good thing i i now have i weighed it up properly as I said, if you kind of set it down and you weighed up both sides of the argument, you could definitely see strengths for both. But mm-hmm. I think it could be only be a positive thing. I know in the last like couple of years, obviously Liberty Insurance and Gentleman's Ireland have gotten involved. Um, and, you know, we're looking at kind of uh, Little and the LGFA and the kind of work that they've been doing and trying to get like more bums and seats and that kind of thing so how is the atmosphere and everything kind of changing you're talking about people are getting more involved and like really buying into it um do we need to see kind of a few more like companies backing the different clubs around the country and um you know really helping to try and you know push the awareness and, and drive everything forward um i think so um yeah like you look at what the support of bigger companies i mean let's be realistic you need that support um, to achieve things. Like what Littlewoods are doing with the leagues um, for Camogie is brilliant. They're really pushing it and it just helps. I mean, to get that word out there, um, be it on whatever media that it is, um, it helps like that I, mm-hmm. I spoke about just people being able to buy into it. Um, they can buy into it when they can see it. Um, it's it's easy if it's available on the television and they're scrolling through and next thing they spot it and it's easy and it's accessible for them to watch it. They're going to watch it. And mm-hmm. we love our sport. It's an enjoyable sport to watch. And I know that if people see it, they will enjoy it. And just like that, they will, they will buy in the more that they see it, but it needs to be out there for them for that. And definitely having big companies like Little Woods with their leagues 
Um, Little Woods or Little, I know, do a lot for the ladies Gaelic football. Um, it definitely helps. I mean, it, yeah. it it puts the money in it into it to get it out there to promote whatever it is. It is one hundred percent to sell. I think. Um, I think it's one of the reasons that um, things are getting out there and that things are improving in more recent years. That you have companies like that buying in. And I think so- it was interesting. Um, some of the kind of ads and stuff that were going around, and um, that there was like active effort put into depicting the sports accurately it was really good to see you know people um you know participating in it and being shown as like strong women like playing the game showing their skills not just kind of like like sometimes things can be a bit like feeble and quite pretty and like that and and I think that has like started to change um yeah and and, like a lot of like it, it like really shows like that like helps things like body image and that like like make sure that people like understand um like what it is to be an athlete that's it like we're strong people I mean you don't need to I mean you can be fit and you can be strong you don't have to be as you're saying they're feeble or whatever it's you're right it's depicting it in the right way um and I think that's important absolutely um if you're going to be an athlete you need to be fit you need to be healthy um you need to have that strength and yeah you're right um they are kind of showing it in the way that it needs to be shown. I mean, let's mm-hmm. not let's not pretend it's something that it's not. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it's really funny actually because uh, like a friend of mine, she lives in England. Like she's she's from Bradford, and I always bring her over when like the season kind of tips off. You know, so she we can go see a lot of games together. I don't think she enjoys coming over. I just think like it's really <laughs> forcing this onto her. But I remember I took her. I took her to a men's football game. She didn't enjoy it. I remember I took her to um, a hurling game. She was like, yeah yeah we're getting a little bit better and I took her to a Camogie game last year and it was when the new rules were being trialed so like things were a little bit more uh, hectic than what they you know normally kind of would and she literally came out she was like that's the best sport like I've ever seen she's like why didn't you take me to that before like it was just just pure Camogie like that she was interested in as Niamh said I think it was because obviously one like she enjoyed the hurling like she enjoyed the fast paceness of it but like she's also one of these people that would love to see you know people like girls you know in sport girls being active little girls you know watching you know older girls play you know different things like that and she literally was like it's the most that's the like the greatest thing like I've ever seen so she's she's sold on camogie like liberty, <laughs> liberty or little woods aside like she's she's like game for it she like decided that moment they were playing Watford Cork were playing Watford she was like I kind of like Watford I was like get out of Parky Queef <laughs> I was like don't even be here um but no like and I think it's really good like I was kind of curious about um you know obviously uh you know going back to the season um you know last year obviously you lost the final I know you've won two and I know obviously you're restructuring and replanning you know for the year ahead so like talk to us a little bit about like was it a well it wasn't a long winter was it a long kind of winter for you reassessing and understanding what went wrong or do you know basically what you need to do basically for this year and are you ready for it um yeah it was I suppose yeah it was a very different year last year you kind of forget that we were playing right up until December it's a bit mad when you think about it so when you were considering the time we had off it wouldn't have been very different any other year really but at the same time it was and the difference this year I suppose you're there doing your 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 pre-season on your own like that's hard enough training as it is you're getting back into it again and doing it on your own made I think it made it more clear for me anyway let's go back to the the team element of it again you really appreciate doing it as part of a team 
but you appreciate what you're doing as well. It kind of takes, I find myself taking a step back on, oh my God, no, I, I actually really love doing this. <laughs> I'm yeah. not just doing it because one year goes into the other and whatnot. You enjoy it. You really love it. I couldn't wait to get back training. I was, there was a seriously, there was a notable change in my mood when it was announced that we could get back to training and that um, just, you realize how much you love doing it. So if I was to say the difference in this year coming back, okay, after losing an All-Ireland, not ideal at all. Um, but I definitely took a step back and was able to say, no, I really, really, really love doing this. Um, I want to get back into it again. You want to get back to it again. You want to, you want to get back to where we have been before. I, I don't think we were... Um, it was a funny year last year in general and it's never easy losing in All-Ireland and we lost a lot of them in our time um, unfortunately but definitely this year it was it was so enjoyable getting back into the setup, having had it taken away completely for a while um, not just because you're okay the championship is over but because we're actually not allowed to train together um, you just really realise your love for it, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, no, I found it going back in this year or going back there this week, um, extremely enjoyable. I couldn't wait to get back. Um, it was like a child of Christmas. Were you like spring, <laughs> were you like spring lambs just like jumping around the place? Like, <laughs> actually, like a spring lamb jumping around the place. That's a good description. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying it to like one of the lads. I was like, or oh, like, did you go like 15 on 15 or were there drills? He was like, no, we hopped heads. Like we were poking the heads off each other. It was class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was. It was just enjoyable getting back into it. I think anyone, everyone can... <laughs> Um, emphasize that, but yeah, no, it's great. No, I think, um, I, I, look, I think that was a really, really good chat and uh, thanks a million for taking the, the time to chat to us. Um, yeah, we're really excited to have you on board as a Haysport ambassador. I look forward to doing some more exciting things together over the next couple of months. Absolutely. Thanks a million for having me. As I said, I'm delighted to be on the team. <laughs> Neve tells me I have to like start donning Galway colours for this. So if you're not playing dark, I will with you, Heather. Don't worry. <laughs> we all have the jersey. <laughs> it's, a lovely, it's a lovely jersey. No, looking forward to it, Heather. And thanks so much for being on the pod. Really do appreciate it.